hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to Rebels Recap here from JediScavenger.com and the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network. Boy, has it been a week of Star Wars and specifically Star Wars Rebels. We're into this season, we're getting moving, and this is Robin Vote here. And sitting across from me is Mr. Well, you guys know him, Brian Fontaine. How's it going, Brian? So, Robin, I have to ask you, we were just talking right before we went on live. I just have to think that a lot of people probably counted this one as a filler episode. What do you think? I, you know, I, it's interesting. When we think about filler, we think of, you know, filling pasta. You know, we think about other kinds of fillings. You know, we think about stuffing at Thanksgiving. Uh, that's the only filler that I really care about uh, when it comes to food items and just filler in, in basic life. Uh, I don't know about the word filler for this episode. I'm a little more, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like everything has a purpose in this universe. It's just how it's going to be, and it's how we interpret it our own special way. So we know Gary Witta wrote this one. He uh, uh, tweeted it out yesterday. That guy just seems so busy all the time. He go, he just almost is like he has an epiphany all the time. Like, oh, yeah, this episode, I, I wrote that. So we'll get into the, uh, you know, obviously this one wasn't the most exciting one. But, uh, you know, I think, I think even you and I talking this afternoon offline, I think I may have changed your opinion about the episode a little bit just because of the complexity beyond the complexities of this storyline in this individual episode that aren't really apparent on the surface. And if somebody just viewed this one off the off the top of the, you know, looking at the, the cream on the top of the, you know, whatever we're talking about here, you're talking, get me talking filling. I'm thinking like <laughs> apple pie now or something. Um, but yeah, all right. So let's just start breaking this one down. So obviously, um, you know, little Easter egg at the very beginning, Hera's taking most of the, the Phoenix squadron and including Wedge and Javi. I, she did mention that that kind of mm. perked my ears up a little bit, but they're going off on some sort of a training exercise and leaving Zeb, AP5 and Chopper uh, to to basically lead the base. And, and obviously they have a lot of their, um, you know, the, the rebel I almost said Webble. Uh, the rebel, um, uh, you know, the officers and stuff that are still there, but basically Zeb's in charge. And, you know, normally it would be with a kid's show, kind of hijinks ensue, but let's let's not i i love the banter and and the the dialogue between ap5 and zeb in this episode i thought that was a highlight of the episode but doesn't really necessarily drive this the story let's talk about thrawn and they mentioned it on rebels recon with uh with andy gutierrez and thrawn's willingness to go off script with even the empire and using these warhead droids that for all intents and purposes should really be outlawed just because of how dangerous they are. I mean, this, no matter what Zeb and AP5 and Chopper did in this one, it was not going to end well for the for the rebels. And they ultimately, you know, between a rock and a hard place, they really picked the best option, but it still wasn't a good one because we, we get at the very end of this episode that, you know, Thrawn isn't, displeased with how things happen so i thought gary would have did an excellent job with this script yeah he really did there was so many different pieces to this episode i mean you want to talk about the development once again of zeb and how he feels about droids and everything you know it's kind of i just i just <laughs> love how zeb looks at ap5 and chopper and just the like you said the banter in between them but we won't really go into that too in depth you guys can see the episode and experience that banter firsthand but just that relationship there has been so well developed and i think Gary would have did a great job of just once again continuing that type of script and even just again throwing in those little 
bits and pieces of dialogue that we really love to hear in the Star Wars universe. Uh, but there was just so much going on. And Brian, you mentioned it when it comes to Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think we saw this coming in the second half. Yeah, his plan was going to continue on this path and he was going to really start making more calculated moves. And like you said, he went outside of what the Imperial protocol usually is for as they do or whatever kind of protocol the Empire uses when it comes to retrieving information about whereabouts of rebel bases or any other cells he went really beyond it and that's the the grand emerald Thrawn that we didn't get in the first half he was he seems like he's going to be on a more calculated route here and just the way that he went about doing it i mean just it, it, it was so well done and i don't think you could have scripted it any better for an episode i totally yeah, agree so the just to go into the the beneath the lair with what Gary Witta did with this episode. So had this war, the, the droid, the empire would have found him. Had they done anything else other than what they did, the empire would have found their base. And by doing what they did, they actually gave themselves an opportunity that now Thrawn knows that it's one of the 94 droids that he sent out. And it's not in the tens of thousands of systems, but you know, th those spider things that, that took the droid out, if said and then didn't go find that and do what they did, the Empire would have gone looking for that ship. They would have known that the, the, the base at Antalon didn't report back up. Oh, Rebels must be there. You know, they're going to assume that the Rebels are there, just kind of almost like with Empire Strikes Back when they sent out all the Imperials probe droids. That's what I was thinking when they had this. And so so they did that. But then even, you know, obviously had they set off the, the warhead, you know, <laughs> there goes Chopper Base. And, and just the, I, I like the little... Uh, you know, the, the the protocol droid was kind of a take on an early Ralph McQuarrie drawing with a different color of kind of like what C-3PO may have looked like. So that was a nice little callback to, to that design there before he kind of went into, you know, warhead mode there. It, there's some fast thinking by, by Zeb and AP5 and Chopper. I thought that was just ingenious, but there, there's a lot of different things that could have happened that they, the Empire would have known exactly what's up. And we, we talked a little bit of a little bit about as well too, but I love the fact that we had Callus in this one and that almost instantaneous going back and forth. And, you know, he gave him the initial warning, which obviously tipped Zeb off to um, put the guard up a little bit. But I, I just love that the end of the episode there too, when, when Callus comes back on and, and Hera and everybody didn't know what happened yet. And then he's like, you know, basically he's like, you exceeded all expectations here. You basically nuked a Star Destroyer. <laughs> Yeah, without, without really even knowing that going into it, he was able to take a shot at the Empire in that stance. And I think you bring up a great point. I mean, Callus in this episode, it made a lot of sense in terms of the path that we're heading down with that character. That, yeah, you know, he, I, and I just love that dialogue between him and Thrawn. You know, Callus, just that little bit of like a re rebellious thought, like, well, you know, the rebels, they kind of uh, got us today. And Thrawn is just like, no. They've, they've only helped me in the long run. I'm able to narrow down this many star systems down to this many star systems. And that's the Thrawn from Legends that we needed to start to see. And I just hope, I mean, obviously we've seen it in the trailers and everything. We're going to be getting the Thrawn that we've always hoped for. So I don't know. We're, it's going to be great to see. And there's some great dialogue in there this week that I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, other people can look at it as filler. But I see it as a great chance to explore the dialogue within this TV show. Yeah, and it was, uh, I want to say it was a callback to season two 
where they they first met AP5 and and that episode too I know we didn't do Rebels recap back then but that was definitely one of those ones last season that a lot of people counted as as a filler but I I personally like the um you know the the droid centric ones and and again a uh, friend to the Star Wars community Steve Stanton does an excellent job as AP5 and just the wit and the humor that's there and I I can't understate how well the dialogue was in this one and I think you bring up a good point Robin don't listen to us tell you what all the lines were. Go back and, and watch it yourself. But hopefully if you go back now, I've now watched the episode twice. Just, I, I maybe I'm overselling it or not, but I just think that the the plot to this one, if you give it some give it some critical thinking, it, it is really ingenious. And as a result of what they did, basically now Thrawn has a 1 in 94 chance of knowing where the rubble base is. If they didn't do what they did, it would have been 100%. So I, I think it was um, it was good. And, you know, not really giving any spoilers away, but I, I think from that that season season three half trailer that, that we reviewed a week or so ago, it's almost a foregone c- conclusion now that, that Thrawn's going to know where their base is yeah, eventually here. No, it makes a lot of sense that this is just a prelude to what we're going to see down the road. And I I just can't wait to see that. I know everybody in the Star Wars community, people who have waited to see a Legends character make it onto a show like this and onto a program like this have waited for these moments and just an entire season or at least a half season here that we get to see that play out just in front of us. It's going to be awesome, awesome to see. So, so Robin, I got to ask you, we'll, we'll kind of tie the bow on, on this particular episode, but did you get a chance to watch Rebels Recon? Yes, I did. Oh, I got it. One of my favorite episodes. I got to say, um, I think I need to hear your take on what you think about the Mandalorians and the Darksaber. We got a little bit of information there. A little bit of info. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, next season's episode, I'm just going to tell Star Wars Rebels recap fans and everybody else, I will have multiple towels on set with me just to be patting away the sweat and, and, and the sweaty nerdiness that I'm going to have next week because it is going to be an absolute nerdy sweat fest for me in terms of The Mandalorian. I'm so glad that we're going to get this episode coming up next week and it, expect me to be just drenched. I guess that's the right way to say it. Um, with Mandalorian culture. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I find a Mandalorian helmet by then and wear it for next week. But it, it's going to be a great one. And I thought Rebels Recap did a great job of not spoiling a ton for next week and just giving us little clues into what we might see next week. Some great yeah. backstory. So that that's going to be a good one. And I think then we're going to be on a little bit of a break. And, you know, there's, I, I think this, I think I've worked it out because I was looking at um, all the episodes for the season on my iTunes account. And this one technically was episode 13. I know that we've had some discussion about that is, but let's just go with the new, if iTunes says it's 13, then I'm going to say it's 13. So we basically have got six or seven left and it's, it's going to be, um, you know, we may not be chatting with you every single week going forward until the finale in March, but yeah, it's, it's definitely exciting. It's an exciting time to be a star Wars fan and looking forward to, to talking about it. Yeah. It's going to be a great, great next couple of episodes coming up. I know. And then we're going to finish out this season and we're going to be ready 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 to go into the next one as we move closer to star wars celebration and get a maybe even a little bit of a teaser but we'll see what happens with star wars celebration so we want to thank you guys for tuning into rebels recap from jedi scavenger.com and the brick city blockade star wars podcast network mr brian fontaine i think we know what time it is it's plug time so what do you got to tell the good people 
Uh, we just got a review up on Jedi Scavenger of the new uh, ATST Black Series Walker and got some some photos. We've seen that on the shelf, so go check that out. And um, you know, just really excited too. These are also our little chats here. Robin are both on here on YouTube Live and then also on the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network. It's a great way to kind of consume this great content in audio, video, however you want to consume it. It's, it's good stuff. Multi-format programming for multi-format people. That's how we work here. It's been an awesome time chatting, Brian. Thank you guys for watching the Rebels Recap Show. I'm Robin Vogt from the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast. You guys can check us out on Twitter, at Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere else. Make sure to connect here in New Hampshire and across the globe. It's all about you, the Star Wars fan. So thank you guys for tuning in once again to Rebels Recap. We'll see you soon. May the force be with you. Always.